my name's Michael Bosey. Welcome to my podcast. And today I want to talk about using Instagram for blogging and three reasons why this is a terrible, terrible idea. What spurred this topic was that there was an article published in the New York Times about using Instagram for long form content, you know, using it for all intents and purposes as a blog. And while I'm all for new and creative uses of existing tools, I want to give you three reasons why this is not advisable and why I think it's a bad idea. And I want to make the underlying case that we still need to blog on our own sites, on properties that we own. Now, occasionally, I get a question from a prospective client or in the form of a comment, on blog, podcast, whatever. The question is, do I really have to run a blog? Are blogs still necessary? Or from my students, they might question, hey, is blogging still popular? Right? They may not see it as popular in their everyday lives, but as I always say to them, look, be careful not to read your own habits as market trends, right? Because the short answer is yes, you still do have to blog. But as I always say, we're not going to think of a blog as a blog. We're going to think of it as something different. It's a business instrument. It's a way to create a business asset to connect with people. Now, of course, you may be thinking, wait, hold on a second. Instagram is great for that. It has millions and millions of users, a ready and willing audience to see my content. If I publish stuff out there, people are more likely to see it, right? It is, by definition, popular. So, okay, let's use this article and assume the counterfactual that we might consider using Instagram as a blogging platform. Now, I left a link in the show notes if you want to read the article published by the New York Times. It was shared to me by one of my students, and let me quote from it. Talking about Instagram, quote, It's flourishing now as one of the web's most compelling storytelling platforms, a repository for uplifting confessions, compressed screeds, some with candidly political overtones, self-help digests, mini essays and speculative musings, and perhaps most compellingly, serialized memoirs in soundbite form. Sounds like what we might think of a blog in the past, right? But again, a blog is not a blog. And let me give you the three reasons why Instagram is not going to replace blogging anytime soon. Number one, Instagram is an ad platform. You might think of it as social media, but to me, it exists to serve ads. It does not exist to help you express your thoughts. Its sole purpose is to keep you scrolling so that it can sell your attention to the highest bidder. And this, to me, introduces perverse incentives, and our mediated algorithmic stream reflects that. And here's the thing. We as a culture, we don't want to cede this space to one of the worst companies in modern history, Facebook. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Instagram uh, is owned by Facebook, uh, and Facebook now is making an attempt to pull all of its properties, including WhatsApp and Messenger and Instagram and Facebook uh, itself, into one sort of unified platform. They're awful. They're an awful company. Do we want to cede this space to them? No. And look, if this somehow 
in our counterfactual becomes the predominant way that people blog, that would be a major loss of the internet to this company, Facebook. Now, if we think of blogging as here are some random thoughts, then that might be possible, right? But if we, again, think of our blog as a business asset or business instrument, well, let me get to my next point. Reason number two that Instagram cannot be a blogging platform is Instagram doesn't allow you to build and use content as a business asset. Let me give you an example from my work with clients. I helped write and edit a post for a client that is her most popular post of all time. It was published in 2014, and it's been viewed 300,000 times according to Google Analytics. This right here is a business asset. It continues to attract people to her site. And if she were to ever want to sell the business, for instance, this one blog post offers proof of concept, proof of connection, proof of market potential. That's a successful content asset by any objective measure. A blog post on her site. Now imagine that this post were on Instagram. No one would see it 200 posts deep, right? It might get surfaced in other ways, but it would not be easy to do so. And also the problem with uh, Facebook or Instagram uh, and curation, for instance, is that it's hard to make your content assets useful for others. Again, because of the algorithm, right? You can see all of your Instagram posts in the order that you posted them, but that's not necessarily how others will experience it, right? Look, this is the same with Twitter as well, with LinkedIn. Uh, it, it wants to serve the algorithm's bias, and that bias is going to be relevancy and currency, which may not align with your goals. You may need to give someone a set of content at particular time, right? If we're using this as an asset, we want control over that. For instance, in WordPress, I can collect up a series of posts or episodes in the way that I want to present them. And you can do this too. So for instance, as an example, I have a content marketing 201 series that I'm in the middle of right now, and I can give you a link to that. Or uh, my recent series on SEO basics, learning SEO for the layperson, eight-part series in this podcast. I don't have to say, hey, go to my site, uh, search around for it. You'll find it, I'm sure. I mean, look, that's not nice to you. That's not nice to the user to just send them to your site and say, here, go ahead and find it. Instead, how about one link? Here's all eight episodes. Easy to find, right? As examples, I left a link in the show notes to both of these series so that you can see this in practice. But it's super powerful, right? It gives you control over your content and the way that it's delivered. All right. Third reason that Instagram is not going to replace blogging anytime soon is that, look, Instagram is not a custodian of your content, right? Let me put it hypothetically. What happens when Instagram becomes the next MySpace? To me, Facebook is already MySpace and Instagram is not far behind. 
Now, we think of these things as permanent because it's knitted into our day-to-day -day or whatever, but again, be careful not to read your own usage as market trends, right? Let me quote from an article by Michael K. Spencer called The Future of Social Media in 2019. Facebook's related decision to unite its messaging kingdom, enabling interoperability between Messenger, Instagram, and WhatsApp is basically a move towards monetization and centralization basically what young people dislike the most about these apps. Instagram today is essentially an ecosystem of fake engagement and attention hijacking that no longer reflects the future of apps. Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and other public platforms will continue to play a vital role, but they have failed to self-regulate. They are at-your-own-risk type platforms full of trolls, deadbeats, and digital addicts. They might just continue to decline from 2020 onwards as new ecosystems begin to take their place. To me, that's exactly what I see. Facebook, for instance, used to be important to me, used to spend time on it, used to post on it, used to connect on it. Today, I haven't touched it in weeks. It's just not that important to me. It is faded into irrelevancy. And I'm not alone in that. Here's the thing. Every platform has a life cycle. It is born, it lives, and then it dies. Instagram is no different. It will die. Or more likely, it'll just fade into irrelevancy just like MySpace did. Or let's talk about a huge mistake as a part of this, about being a custodian of your content. A few weeks ago, MySpace announced that it had lost uh, everything that was uploaded between 2003 and, and uh, 2015 in a server migration. This was 50 million songs from 14 million artists that were wiped out. Now, look, you may say, well, you know, uh, th there's probably a lot of junk in that, whatever. Uh, and you might be right, but... Imagine someone who is using MySpace as a way to, uh, you know, collect up, publish content to the site, and now it's gone. Hope they had a backup. Hope they're using another platform. Uh, but in this article called MySpace's Music Purge is the Latest Careless Cultural Loss Will Regret, uh, there are some items in there that uh, were objectively valuable, and they're gone just because of a quote-unquote mistake by a platform that is not a good custodian of content. Turn to Instagram again. What happens if Instagram makes such a blunder and deletes all your content? It's possible, right? Happen to MySpace. Or what happens if they just decide they need more server space? Well, they don't care about you. Goodbye. It's gone. Or more likely, what if 10 years from now, no one's visiting Instagram, no one goes there anymore? Now, of course, if you're a big business, you know, you just have one of your staff scrape out all the content and relaunch it. You guessed it on WordPress. So look, why not just start there, right? Sure, you can use something like Squarespace instead, but WordPress has two things going for it that make it the durable option for you. Number one, the platform is open source, so it can't be killed in the way that ad platforms with ANSI shareholders can. And two, it takes two minutes to download an XML file with every last drop of your content from WordPress. In other words, you have control over your business assets. This is why 
Instagram won't replace blogging. It's not aligned with you. WordPress powers over one third of the web. It's not going anywhere. And blogging still is one of the single most important things you can do for SEO to get people to your site and start the relationship building process with them. Now, the next unit of my Content Marketing 201 series will focus on blogging and intermediate strategies to help make you more efficient in it. I got three episodes planned, one optimizing for search since it's, like I said, one of the best things you can do for SEO, uh, building anticipation, so writing in series and doing this and planning for it up front and then repurposing content, one of the single biggest things you can do to get more efficient. So subscribe if you want me to notify you when these publish, uh, but they're next up in this series. And again, left a link in the show notes for you so that you can find it very, very easily. All right. I hope I've made my case or at least given you some food for thought. Look, these are our business assets. We have to take good care of them. We cannot offload this to a third party that cannot be trusted. And let's face it, Facebook cannot be trusted. All right, we'll see you on the next episode. And as always, thank you for listening.